This is an RNZ podcast. It's time. Time for the country's leaders to face off with a war of words to win your vote. Ardern versus Collins. Labour versus National. The National Party will crush the other lot. Please sit down, I'm not finished. Award-winning journalist Patrick Gower will lead them through the debate to the heart of the issues that matter to you. So you can connect the dots and make... There was News Hub bringing the hype to next Wednesday's live TV debate on three under the banner Decision 2020. And the host, Patrick Gower, wasn't exactly underselling the upcoming contest either. It will be a political showdown of epic proportions. I can't wait to do that. Then join me after the debate. Well, it remains to be seen if that debate does live up to that billing. But leaders' debates between the two contenders to lead the country are important to them and the broadcasters because they draw big TV audiences, including people who don't follow politics or election campaign coverage, all that closely at other times. But that showdown next Wednesday between Judith Collins and Jacinda Ardern won't be the first in this campaign. Judith Collins in the blue corner and Jacinda Ardern in the red one confronted each other in the first leaders' debate this past week for TVNZ, a contest Judith Collins later described as like a boxing match but without the boxing. Hayden Donnell took a look. Now, tonight is a debate. We hope our leaders do debate. We have very much to get through. Speeches will be reluctantly interrupted by yours truly, reluctantly. That was John Campbell introducing TVNZ's debate between Jacinda Ardern and Judith Collins. He had to get over that reluctance pretty quickly. About that, they just want it sorted. Um, I don't understand why that's the problem. How do you sort it? If there are $180 million in deficit, hmm. how do you sort it? Well, they've sent in, uh, they've sent in uh, Dr Lester Levy um, personally. I've, I would send in Dr Shane Retty um, as Minister of Health. But what would, you do? Think what would you do? They're going to need to have some extra money. That's pretty obvious. So um, would but you the excuse them their debt? Would you excuse them their debt? That exchange ended up drawing out some on-the-hoof policy, with Judith Collins conceding the government may have to wipe Canterbury DHB's debt. But journalism was no consolation to National MP and debate live tweeter Chris Bishop, who implied the interruptions were evidence of bias. He would have been relieved to see John Campbell giving Jacinda Ardern the same treatment a little later on. Yeah, 36 by the mid-30s. Labour's is is much higher and you're taking much longer to repay it. Why the hell don't we say, let's do it now? We are. We don't have the people. So give me an example. Give me an example of what you are doing now. The interjections prompted the Herald's Wellington business editor, Hamish Rutherford, to tweet this joke. John Campbell really nailed this. I don't even remember who the other two were. That's a little harsh. The interruptions did cut through some stultifying exchanges. At the very least, they were impassioned, in contrast to a debate that many viewers felt was a little lacklustre. According to TVNZ, 1.15 million people tuned into the 90-minute broadcast at some point. But if comments on social media are any guide, most of them were bored. That may partly have been down to the leaders' performances. Jacinda Ardern seemed to spend much of the evening grimly defending Labour's record. At one point, Judith Collins was reduced to laughing mirthlessly into the void. I can tell you this, John, is if anyone wants a national government, vote national. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Jacinda Ardern. Even if the energy levels flagged, the debate did drum up a few controversies. One erupted over this seemingly innocuous exchange about farming. 
Remember Dirty Dairying? That was the Greens and Labour going into that. You know, John, when I grew up being a dairy farmer's kid, I was so proud. I was proud as punch. And now I've got dairy farmers saying to me, young dairy farmers saying, I'm only a dairy farmer. Because they feel that they have got the weight of the world so, on them. So how do we get this right? Sorry, yeah, Jacinda Ardern. Our dairy farmers... No, sorry, Judith Collins, Jacinda Ardern. I, if I may, that feels to me like the view of a world that has passed. National's official Twitter account interpreted that as the Prime Minister saying the world of farming is in the past. That was echoed by National's Taieri candidate Liam Kernigan and its education spokeswoman Nicola Willis. The party's Northland MP Matt King had an even more liberal spin on the quote, accusing Jacinda Ardern of saying dairy farming is a world of the past. Those quotes would be more damning if they were what Jacinda Ardern actually said. As Stuff's Henry Cook reported in a fact check written after the debate, Jacinda Ardern was trying to say it was outdated to accuse farmers of being opposed to sustainability. That didn't stop a few other reporters running with the quote. Stuff also ran an article about how the quote had ignited a backlash from farmers, perhaps because of the misinformation surrounding it. These fights were tame, though, compared to the bloody political warfare taking place in a debate staged at exactly the same time in Queenstown. The ASB finance debate was ridden with robust exchanges, interruptions and even a heckler or two. This is Labour's Grant Robertson dealing with a man wearing a maga or make Ardern go away hat. Sue, what does your hat say? A maga hat to trigger people. She has more courage and intellect than you will ever have, Sue. Over on the News Hub website, the Hui's host, Mihi Ngārangi Forbes, was hosting yet another concurrent debate, this one between the candidates contesting the Māori electorate of Waiariki. It was lively as well. Māori suicide has been given $20 million of a $1.9 billion budget. Is that enough? Hey, it's a start. And actually under that it's government, not it's fine for him to stand there to and, and shout about what, he, what should be done. But actually they had nine years and you didn't do anything. you two, back it up. There was an exchange between Labour's Tamati Coffee, Vision NZ's Hannah Tamaki, and the Māori Party's Rawidi Waititi over funding for Māori suicide prevention. Back in the TV1 studios, Jacinda Ardern and Judith Collins could have been covering Māori concerns as well. Even on a purely political level, Labour's clean sweep of the Māori seats was an important storyline from the 2017 election. This is a clip of all the times Māori issues came up during the debate. That was a joke. Māori issues were never mentioned during this debate. It did touch on issues that affect Māori, but the lack of a specific question on Māori rights and interests, or even a more than passing mention of Māori people, seemed a glaring, unjustifiable omission for a debate staged by a state broadcaster just after Tawiki or Te Reo Māori. In an article for the spin-off, Leonie Hayden said the whole debate seemed to take place in an alternative, Māori-free universe. Here's an excerpt. Māori are Aotearoa. It is us. We are the land and the people. Our language is this country's language. Our culture and traditions belong to this country. It moves me to stress these things because an hour-long discussion about the future of our country took place without any recognition we exist, and it was absolutely heartbreaking. Unlike Māori, Pacifica people were mentioned during this debate, though it wasn't in a way that everyone would have welcomed. This is Judith Collins' response to a question from Aoredi College head girl Ainganga Lafili Fipuluai Tapuai about Pacifica students being forced to leave school to provide for their families. 
So Judith Collins, what is your answer to Feely? Well, Feely, I understand actually. My husband is Samoan, uh, so talofa. In a panel talk after the debate, one news political editor, Jessica Much Mackay, described that answer as Judith Collins speaking from the heart. In a tweet, journalist Madeline Chapman said that was not good political analysis. Despite these flare-ups, the overwhelming feeling by the end of the debate was that most people were tired. The leaders, the journalists, and probably most of the audience. It's been a hard year, this election was already meant to be over, and few of us feel fit and ready for another month of debate about debt. At the end of one of the evening's bruising exchanges, John Campbell gave a stunned look, sighed, and summed up what a lot of people were feeling. So okay. let's be real here. You need new houses and you need better houses. Right. Uh, that, uh... You can be expected to have lost your train of thought at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't mind a gin, just quietly. Hayden Donnell looking back at the first TV Leaders debate on TVNZ last Tuesday.